Okay, listeners, let's learn sumo. I'm Clayton. Welcome to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe for regular pods where we bite-size lessons about sumo and regular tournament updates. You might hear a bit of rain and thunder going on in the background. I am in subtropical Brisbane in Australia, so uh, we are approaching summer, so a little bit of lightning around tonight. If you hear the odd boom, it sounds a little bit like a, uh, a Garth Brooks song, something about thunder rolling. Anyway, let's move on. We're at the end of the November tournament and we have a second time winner, Kitashima, taking the Emperor's Cup on day 15 with a 13-2 and record. That's pretty respectable for an Ozeki. We last spoke on day 12 with a group of Rishiki in the leading group. So Ozeki Kitashima was on 10 wins and two losses. Ozeki Takakesho on 9-3. and Ozeki Hoshoryu was struggling at 8-4 and four, but got his kachikoshi. Sekiwake Kotonowaka was in the chasing group at 9 and 3. Sekiwake Daesho was 8 and 4, got his uh, kachikoshi. Sekiwake Wakamoto Haru was in deep trouble and likely to have himself a makekoshi, a losing record at 4 and 8. Our other contenders coming into day 13 include Tami Fuji at 10 and 2, Ichi Yamamoto 9 and 3, the only real contenders. Ryudan was close behind there as well. There were some good bouts on day 13 where Kitashima was up against Daesho, got inside Daesho's arms and effectively neutralised the threshing machine that Daesho is. He just got in close enough, stopped the arms moving. Daesho showed once again his balance issues, a little bit of momentum too far forward, and he suffered another Hitakikomi slap down to eat dirt in front of the Ozeki. Uh, I think that left him with about three uh, Hitakikomis this tournament alone. That gave Kitashima an 11-2 record with two days left and set up a bit of a grandstand finish. Daesho dropped to 8-5 despite getting his kachikoshi. His Ozeki run was likely coming to a finish at that point. The challenger, Atami Fuji, he was sitting uh, on 10-2 as well. He met the big bear, Takayasu, who was sitting on 8-5, got his kachikoshi. Takiyasu tried to get a march on at the touchy eye, got into a pretty good position with an inside right grip. They're both fairly big guys. Atami Fuji struggled to get hold, but he was defending Takiyasu's arms fairly well. Takiyasu got Atami Fuji under pressure, going back to the bales, and then got himself a right grip on the mawashi of Atami Fuji. My view at the time was that Atami Fuji was... Probably in a bit of serious trouble there, unless he could break that grip. He had uh, Takiyasu had a bit of momentum. Luckily, he did get it broken, and Takiyasu changed to a bit of a body grip and got a hold and tried to pull Atami Fuji forward. And to Atami Fuji's credit, he kept his feet despite a few nervous moments. Uh, Tami Fuji's had his balance sorted, even under some pressure this tournament. Um, some thrusting exchange, a little bit of sapari going on, and a few directional changes saw a Tami Fuji get the upper hand, stand Takiyasu up for an Oshidashi open-handed push-out. A big comeback win, and very important for the young man to stay with Kirishima for the Basho at 11-2 after that day. Other highlight matches, day 13, included Ichi Yamamoto meeting the Shizuoka pocket rocket Midori Fuji, who got his kachikoshi on day 12. Officially a hikiyatoshi, but Midori Fuji taught the fast-pushing, skinny-legged Ichi Yamamoto a bit of patience lesson. He hankered in at the touchy eye for his 9-4 record of the tournament. 
happens occasionally. Ichi Yamamoto fell out of the race to finish day 13, two behind on nine wins. Hoshoryu continued a bit of a forgettable tournament uh, at that point, despite his Kachikoshi on day 12, losing by Sukiyatoshi to Takakesho. So a bit of thrusting attack from Takakesho off the touchy eye, and Hoshoryu just got a bit too in front of his feet like Daesho for a Tsukiyatoshi diagonal body pull-down. Uh, Takakesho making his way to 9-4, and four, Hoshoryu staying on 8-5. and five. Kotonowaka fell to a fairly well-performing uh, Ryuden, both finishing the day on 9-4. and four. Ryuden denied Kotonowaka an effective right grip, leaving him with one strand on the Mawashi belt only, while Ryuden got himself a decent left Mawashi grip. That was a story of Kotonowaka, who was then bodily pushed out for a Yorokiri push-out loss to Ryuden, both sitting at 9-4. Wakamoto Haru got a a great double grip on the former Ozeki Asanayama, but the power and strength of Asanayama saw the Sekiwake turned around on his hip. Uh, look, they called it Yorokiri, but I think it looked a bit more like an Awatanage. But uh, either way, Wakamoto Haru went out. He is on Makikoshi on 409, and he is in deep trouble. Tobizaru just got a much bigger and slower Hokuseho off balance with an arm pull, got in behind, and at a Kuridashi, a rear push out, the wheels falling off for Hokuseho, but both of those guys finished day 13 on 6 and 7, still a chance of making uh, Kachikoshi with two days to go. Day 14 was a big matchup day with the JSA grading committee pitting our two leaders together for the final match on day 14. And this effectively ruled everyone else out of the tournament. So with our leaders on 11 wins apiece and the following group all on 9 wins, a matchup between Kirishima on, and Atami Fuji on day 14 meant that effectively no one in the 9-win group would get the chance to catch them up uh, for a chance at a multi-way playoff on day 15. Uh, historically, the grading match committee follows the winners for matchups, not looking for artificially created grandstand finishes. So those leading late in the tournament will be put together and the rest not done enough to get there. So straight to it, last match of the day on day 14, Kirishima and Atami Fuji. Atami Fuji went through his entire routine of warm-up, there was the arm rolling, bit of swimming, that sort of thing. Anyway, a little bit of nerves as Atami Fuji got a mata going. He went past Kirishima, didn't touch him, so they had a reset. I think a little bit of nerves there. And they Kirishima looked fairly calm, as he usually does. Anyway, touchy eye happens. Kirishima got denied a double grip, but he got himself a, a rear grip with one strand on Atami Fuji's belt. Helped him wrap his left arm on a body grip and turn a tummy around, just lifting him slightly. That minor loss of position gave Kirishima the ability to use his power and force a tummy Fuji back and over the bales for a Yorokiri win. But easier than he would have thought, but demonstrating that power and technique work together. A tummy Fuji for his wonderful tournament, uh, a little bit more work on the mental game, a bit more strength to go with his size and bulk. Uh, but certainly his technique is fairly good. He got himself out of a couple of good scrapes this tournament. So this left the situation whereby on day 15, Atami Fuji had to win his match to get himself a a chance, and Kirishima needed to lose his match on day 15 to force a playoff between them again for the Basho tournament. 
Other matches on day 14 saw Hoshoryu deal Midori Fuji another loss. Midori Fuji struggles against the Yazeki. He's yet to find a, a consistent method to beat Hoshoryu. If you go back all those matches in the last, say, 12 months, he's beaten him once, but uh, he's really the only Rashiki who can seem to deal with Midori Fuji's double underarm grip and throw attempts, and he's got the strength to neutralise it and... Midori Fuji got himself a really good underarm right grip, but the key to Hashoryu's win was that really good belt grip on the right off the touchy eye. It gave him leverage, and Midori Fuji just couldn't escape it. He couldn't defeat it. He tried hard to change tack and go for an inside grip, but Hashoryu just used it to pull off a swinging Watanage throw using the belt grip he already had, had that momentum, had the leverage, they both finished the day 14 on 9 and 5, both chasing double figures. More important for an Ezeki is anything really under double figures for a tournament is seen as a bit of a disappointing tournament, uh, but still got his kachikoshi. Uh, good friends, Daesho and Taki, Takakesho, uh, the battle hamster. That bout was, look, it was a bit of an outlier match for me. Daesho just supari thrusted our battle hamster clean out with a series of thrusts. Taking it as it's at its best, Takiyasu just couldn't react to the threshing machine. It was all a bit too fast. Taking it at its worst, maybe a bit of a giveaway by Takakesho. Either way, they both fin- finished on day 14 on 9 and 5. Uh, Takakesho just maybe looked like he ran out a bit of gas at the end of the tournament. Kotonawaka, working on getting an Ozeki run started for himself. He made it to double figures with a Sukiyatoshi win over Shonanumi. He struggled to get hold of Shonanumi, but he was under a bit of pressure before he got a disengage and a thrust down on Shonanumi near the bales. Bit lucky, not overly convincing if I look at it again. Wakamoto Haru, he got his vital fifth win by Yorikiri over Nishikigi. Uh, look... He needs that win and every win he could get towards the end of the tournament with five wins out of the 15 day or 14 days at that point. Not really good. So, Ura, Tobizaru, Hokusoho, Sodanumi, and Oho all got seven wins on day 14. They're all chasing Kachikoshi on day 15. Ura's win over Gonoyama left Ura getting up with a bit of a smile. He's really a rubber band man, our Ura. As Gonoyama went some great Notawa neck thrusts, leaving Ura yet again looking at the roof. Anyway, good belt grip and a decent Yorikiri push out. Uh, of course, Ura had to make a show of it as he went down on his flying down on his belly as Gonoyama went flinging out of the ring into the side alley. They both were looking for Kachikoshi on day 15. Ichiyamamoto, he notched up his double figures with a Hitaki Komi win on Ryuden. Some pretty good thrusting to keep Ryuden off balance. Mm, uh, went for his belt, uh, sorry, Ryuden went for his belt and then Ichi, Ichi uh, got a good double-handed grip on an off-balance Ryuden uh, on in the back of his head to finish the job and a bit of a shove over the bale. So he grabbed him on the back of the head Got him off balance. That put Ichi Yamamoto on 10 wins. Ryuden on 9, sorry. Day 15, Senshiraku Day. Senshiraku just really means the final performance. It's not really a sumo term, but it is used in theatre and sports, and it usually describes the final day, the final match, or the final performance of that day. Uh, So final day, Senshiraku had Atami Fuji needing to beat Sekiwake Kotonowaka to be in with a chance for a playoff, 
And that was only if Kitashima lost on the final day to Takakesho, who he was matched up with. Alas, Atami Fuji went in low. He committed to a push as Kotonowaka met him at the touchy eye and then grabbed an arm for a relatively simple Hikiyatoshi pull-down win. Kotonowaka ends a good tournament on 11-4, as does Atami Fuji, but it really just handed the basho to Kitashima right at that point. Our man Kirishima was sitting on the side of the ring looking incredibly calm. Uh, he did say in the interview afterwards that he was uh, more focused on his match. He knew he had a, uh, the job wasn't finished at that point and he needed to uh, try and beat his fellow Ozeki Takakesho. So they met in that final bout. Takakesho had a bit of a faltering mutter, but it seemed to like he lost a bit of go forward at the end. Um, Dogged by a bit of a bad neck injury, a recurring injury before the tournament started. Just seemed like he had no push left. Anyway, it was a, a pretty soft meeting if you if you watch the replay at the touchy eye. Uh, Takeyasu, uh, ta- sorry, Takeyasu, Takakesho, he tried for a push, but he had a bit of an air swing in golf terms as Kirishima did a sidestep, leaving the big battle hamster Ozeki on his front on the clay. Uh, a fairly poor nine and six, if the truth be told, effectively ending his rope run for Yokozuna promotion. Uh, it put Kirishima pretty much in favourite for a rope run in January after his two tournaments this year, uh, his second being the first win as an Ozeki. So if he wins in January, I would think that they would look very closely at him for uh, promotion to Yokozuna. From his poise, his strength, his balance, his technique, I'd think he'd be more likely to be promoted to Yokozuna before Takakesho. Takakesho's really struggled to break into the top rank for a few years now. He's, he's gone uh, Kataban as an Ozeki, at risk of being demoted something like seven or eight times, and seemingly he's incapable of putting two tournaments in a row together. Injury seems to get in his way. Anyway, Takakesho losing to Meisei, Gonayama, Asanayama. They'll probably be on fast replay for him. He had a uh, Meisei in trouble against the Bales early in the tournament, but he gave him a let off and suffered a Yorikiri through a bit of overcommitment and a loss of balance, and that gave Meisei that win. He simply got overpowered and out, outplayed by Gonayama this time as a Fairly untimely side mood made him vulnerable, and that gave Gonayama that win. Asanayama, the former Ozeki, he's got plenty of power, and he demonstrated that. Takeyasu, Takeyasu again, Takakesho, he tried hard to keep the thrusting up and Asanayama off his belt, but once they grappled, Asanayama got his strength and used it to overpower Takakesho for a Shitatanage belt throw, which hurled them both out of the ring. Uh, Takakesho landing first at... Big guys landing that hard, it, it never looks good. Hoshoryu, he certainly got some improving to do. He finished on 10-5. and five. Uh, His losses to Takeyasu, Nishikigi, Atami Fuji, they'll be the ones that hurt him the most. Atami Fuji just caught his arm from a bit of a lock throw, perhaps his biggest tactical mistake this tournament, and he knew it. He got up smiling and a very wry smile, knowing he'd been uh, beaten in the... Uh, in his head uh, at uh, getting his arm taken in that grab. Dayosho, he finished his Ozeki run effectively with a 9 and 6. Look, there, in theory, he could possibly run a, a 15 or a 14 tournament uh, in January. Uh, I don't see that happening given uh, his style. Uh, look, again, he got overcommitted at times and he fell to, uh, like I said earlier, three Hitakikomi thrust downs and one Karasukashi pull down. It was probably a bit of an overcommitment as well. Um, his 
forceful thrusting leaves him very forward, very committed to creating that power and ultimately leaves him open to that thrust down. Kitashima showed that when he got up in his face. Uh, it's also a viable method to get Daesho to overcommit as he tries to get his thrusting going. Uh, look, not sure how he's going to come to terms with that in his technique, but in the end, he finished on 60 wins for 2023 uh, with four double-digit wins. That is not a bad record. That's one of the top records of the Rashiki going around, uh, certainly without too much injury this year. I think he just needs to fix a few things if he wants to progress uh, to get himself to 13, 14 wins for a Basho win and get himself up to Ozeki. Uh, 60 wins, I think, gets him either uh, probably second, I think, for the tournament behind Kitashima uh, for the year, I think. I'd have to check that stat. Uh, Kotonawaka, or soon to be Koto Zakura, his grandfather Shikona, uh, for 2024. 11 wins, probably should have been in contention without his losses to Ura, Shodai, and Ryudan. Uh, his loss to Ozeki Kitashima is a little bit understandable, but uh, Shodai had a pretty miserable tournament in front of his home crowd, so he shouldn't have lost to him. Uh, a moment where Shodai got uh, Kotonowaka just slightly more upright in the wrestle and got him Yurikiri. Zaki runs still on the cards for Kotonowaka. He's, uh, January could still see him get there in the end. Of awful tournaments, Wakamoto Haru must rate highly. This is only his second Makikoshi since coming into Makuchi division, the top division. Nothing seemed to work for him. He was a bit late on the grip, ineffective, and... He pretty much lost to all of the Senyaku ranks except Daesho. Look, he stemmed the damage bit with two wins on the final two days uh, to get himself a 6-9. and nine. But his demotion to Komosubi and possibly even down to Magashira is pretty much assured. It's just a matter of how mean the committee seemed to be. Um, I thought he was a bit unlucky against Toshori, at least not to get a mono E to look at. They both went down very hard outside the ring and... I watched the replay again today, and I still couldn't quite pick it. Uh, the uh, Gyoji pointed the gunbai at uh, Hoshoryu's end, and there was no mono-e, so it's in the record books that uh, Hoshoryu won that. Wakamoto Haru, he got quite a, a heavy hit on the head there, so uh, he followed up with another three losses uh, in the following days, and uh, I think a, that might have something to do with it. His loss to Kirishima was simply a result of uh, Kirishima getting in lower, getting a grip and lifting and putting Wakamoto Haru off balance. It just didn't work for him. A little bit desperation and a bit too much uh, momentum allowed Takakesho to step aside for an easy push out. Um, and uh, so that left him in a pretty poor position. Six and nine will guarantee he's leaving Sekiwake. A two Komasubi, they also had awful tournaments. Hokuto Fuji finishing his miserable November at five and ten. Again, nothing seemed to work for him. Hokuto Fuji, look, he's got good balance, he's got good push, but uh, a few Hataki Komis, a few Slippatoshis. Uh, he really showed he just didn't have the pace or thrust this tournament. Arby similarly finished with a dismal 6-9 and nine to enjoy his demotion come January. Uh, one of Hokuto Fuji's only wins this tournament came from an Oshidashi over Arby. Asanayama, our former Ozeki, missed the first seven days with a calf injury. To be honest, it sounded like a much worse calf injury than someone coming back on day eight. Uh, but he returned to be beaten by Kirishima, but I was fairly impressed by Asanayama throughout the tournament. He seemed to uh, have some pretty good push for the rest of the tournament. He uh, he did get beaten by Kirishima, Daesho, Oshoryu, and even a, a hapless Hokuto Fuji 
but he did notch up a win against Takakesho on day eight. He beat Wakamoto Haru as well, who was a bit of an easy beat this tournament. Our challenger, Atami Fuji, he had an excellent tournament again, taking the Fighting Spirit Prize for the Basho and uh, fighting off for the Basho, being in contention for the second tournament in a row. Certainly gained a lot of fans. He gets a good cheer. It's a pretty good experience for him. He is still only about 21, I believe. Uh, Of his technique, look, his only real weaknesses, look, that's a bit hard to point at this point. He uses a lot of his bulk to go forward. Uh, Miyagiru, uh, Mitakayumi, Kimbozan, they're all big push-outs. He... uh, Cotter Echo got pushed out for him. Uh, where else? Yeah, Sean Anumi, a big bulky push out. Um, so literally, he's, um, he does use his bulk to his advantage. His losses were Sudanumi. Uh, he just couldn't get his grip. Uh, got a left only, and Sudanumi had both the strength and used it to push Tami Fuji out. Hiradumi, Hiradumi just uh, he impressed this tournament a little bit. Very active sumo. Uh, he got a grip and kept Tami Fuji under backwards pressure over the bales. And I think I saw an interview at one point where Tami Fuji acknowledges that his uh, reversing sumo needs a lot of work. He's uh, a little bit too easy to uh, to get moving backwards, and he's got nothing to come forward there. Kotonawaka, his last on the his loss on the last day, that was just a little bit too much of an overcommitment there. Uh, maybe a little bit of nerves, uh, trying a bit too hard. Anyway, Ura uh, at Magashira One is looking for Komasubi. He gets his Kachikoshi eight and seven. Uh, not really sure how Ura got his Kachikoshi after only winning two matches in the first eight days. It was a tough first week against all the Sanyako ranks. Uh, he really only beat Meisei, and he did beat Kotonawaka to show for it, but they're always positive, high-energy matches. He backed it up in the second week, a little bit of an easier week to get his 8-7. and seven. Ryudin finished with double figures, 10-5, uh, and five, but to be honest, he only faced Kotonawaka in the Sanyaku ranks. His next basho will be a bit more of a test as he goes up from Magashira 10, possibly to... Uh, Six or five. I haven't really studied the Bunzka yet to uh, have a look at where he might end up. Uh, Ichi Yamamoto, 11 and four. Really good tournament for him. He was in contention. Couple of uh, unfortunate losses. That one to uh, Midori Fuji, kind of the hanker on, from Midori Fuji, probably hurt him the most. Uh, that put him out of the running late in the tournament. A little skinny leg pusher, a little bit. Uh, more all-round without the bulk. He had uh, a good return tournament to Makuchi. Last time he was here is uh, at Magashira 8. Um, but bear in mind, he only faced Daisho in the Sanyaku rank, so expect a harder go next time for him. Uh, Midori Fuji, 9-6, and six, backed up his September tournament with another good tournament here. There's a couple of really good fights, always entertaining, like Ura, just really entertaining fights to watch. Uh, well, I'll go into the Hokusaiho one later, but um, uh, a couple of losses there. The Daesho one, he just got a double thrust onto his uh, behind. Um, and same with uh, Takanosho. He got a similar push from uh, Takanosho, and he landed... Takanosho landed just a moment before Maduri landed on his behind as well. So being a smaller guy, he can be uh, open to that. The epic... Hokusaiho six-minute, 40-second bout where he lost Watanage, but won a mass of fans. Uh, 
The fight broken up by Mizu Iri, a water break we talked about. That's the first time in eight years. Last time was when our Yokozuna Teranofuji had a water break six, uh, sorry, eight years ago. Um, a, a most unusual thing to see, but uh, always good. It's been an interesting year with a few uh, uh, unusual things. A, a Kesha, a Mawashi break as well, a Mata uh, there with, uh, again, with Midori Fuji uh, beating Kirishima. So, where did the others finish? Well, Churanumi, he got his 9 and 6. Hiradumi, he got his 9 and 6. Very happy for that. He's um, tried hard. Again, Hiradumi uh, in front of his home crowd, I think, as well. So, he got a fair bit of support. Our Makekoshi, Abi at Komosubi, he goes down. Tobizaru, unfortunately, got himself a Makekoshi at 7 and 8. Shodai, 6 and 9. Nishkigi and Hokseho got 7 and 8 apiece. Oh, guys, going back to Jurio. Look, Kitanowaka, 5 and 10, definitely going back. Tomokaze, 7 and 8, he's likely to go back. Uh, Roga, 5 and 10, he's uh, definitely going back to Jurio. Nishiki Fuji, 6 and 9, won't save him on the back of uh, a very low rank there. Uh, Kota Echo, I would suspect, might be in trouble as well, uh, given he went out uh, injured and will finish with a Makikoshi as well. Uh, who had a pig of a tournament? Well, Anosho had a pig of a tournament at 3 and 12, followed, followed closely by Mace at 4 and 11. Both those guys just couldn't get themselves together, didn't seem to work for them. Uh, comeback, I would say Ura to get his Kachikoshi. That was a pretty good comeback. Uh, match of the tournament. Look, for me, uh, I went back and watched the full replay, the full 6 minutes. 40 seconds of Midori Fuji and Hokseho. The sheer effort required by Midori Fuji. And and the the I think he tried something like 20 different moves on uh, Hokseho, who tried two moves. One which half-hearted and the second one to win the match. Uh, look, credit to both of them. They were both uh, fairly washed at the end of that. They were covered in sweat. And uh, Midori Fuji, as you saw at the end of the tournament, laying on his back, he was done for all money uh, after that one. So... For him to come back and get 9-6 and six after that epic fight, uh, good work for him. Down in uh, Johnny Dan, we follow young Najima, who got himself a Kachikoshi in September. Well, unfortunately, he finished with a Makikoshi uh, on 3-4, and four, so the damage won't be too bad for him. He'll slip from, I think he's Johnny Dan 40 or 43 or something. He'll probably slip down to 50, maybe. Uh, and so... Wakataka Kage, who's been out with an ACL and had that fixed up. He's been in Makushita. Uh, he finished, luckily, with his Kachikoshi after a pretty uh, poor start, losing that first one. Uh, he finished Makushita. Six is his rank there. He finished with a five and two. Look, he might be lucky enough to get a promotion to Jurio with that. There's uh, probably five or six spots open for demotions from Jurio down to Makushita. Uh, and at six, he's uh, a chance of going up. So we'll keep an eye out for that on the uh, Bonske come uh, early January. Well, that's it for the November tournament. That is the last tournament for the year before we uh, kick off again, I think around the 14th of January. Uh, I will be overseas for about a month, so I'll try and catch up with the Buns K and a bit of a, a preview before the tournament starts while I'm uh, somewhere in Thailand, I believe. 
at that point. So uh, I look forward to talking to you then. We might try and fit an episode or two lesson in before that time, before I nick off to overseas for my uh, summer holiday, as we are in the Southern Hemisphere in Australia. Uh, I hope all of you listening in the Northern Hemisphere in USA and Canada and uh, England are not getting too cold at this point. Uh, and uh, we'll talk again come the new tournament. Hakua listeners, thanks for joining me. Let's learn sumo.